So with everything just going around the world, and the world just, you know, going to absolute oblivion, I decided to abandon the plan of talking about um, overconfidence today, and talk about something a bit more dramatic and a bit more fun. So, um, <laughs> as you guys, you know, if you listened to the last episode or just, you know, have talked to me, um, or just know me, I think you guys would know that I've participated in multiple tournaments, mostly on Dead by Daylight, even though Dead by Daylight is not a tournament-ready game. I like just participating and just kind of winning and playing around, even though I don't always win. I just kind of like playing around, testing myself, learning new things, playing against high-skilled players and all that stuff, and I really enjoy it. And so the last tournament that I joined was... Broken AU's um, communities tournament. God, I'm losing my words. And basically, he just was holding a tournament, you know, with his community. And so I was like, hey, that sounds cool. Let me join in, join in. And, you know, we probably I'll make more episodes on this, but, you know, we progressed through it and we were in the semifinals um, you know, two teams left, I think three teams left at that point. Yeah, there were three teams left at that point. And we're looking for a win. It was either semifinals with two teams left. I'm pretty sure it was the semifinals. God, I'm fucking losing everything. I'm pretty sure it was the semifinals and there were two teams left. Um, and I went to Turkey to visit my friends and my dad and my family and all that stuff, you know, like um, my aunties and all of that stuff. And so we delayed the tournament to fit the time of me just going to Turkey and back. And at that point, I also uh, signed up to another tournament that Beanie was holding. And be- if if you play in Oceania servers, you'll probably know Beanie. If you're on PC, um, he holds tournaments and he's a great guy. And so I was like, hey, I've joined your tournaments before. I'll join this one as well. And I made up a team and all that stuff. Didn't work out well, the team, but uh, more on that on another episode. And so things were kind of set up. So two tournaments coming up. Literally the week I uh, get back from Turkey. So I get back on Friday night. I have the weekend. And then next weekend I had... Um, so Saturday I had the beanie tournament and then Sunday we were thinking of putting, um, the semifinal tournament on. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. And then Sunday, no, not Sunday. So I went to school Monday and then Tuesday I had sports. And at that point I was a little jet lagged. Now, I wasn't jet lagged that my sleeping schedule was fucked, actually. My sleeping schedule was fixed for once in my life. I would sleep at like 10 and then wake up at um, 7 with ease. And I woke up, I went to school, normal stuff, but physically and mentally I was super tired. My visit to Turkey wasn't as good as I would have wished it would have been. I was really tired mentally, and I was really just kind of, I felt kind of worthless after that, after that trip. 
with just some stuff with my friends. I felt like I really didn't have a worth socially or anything like that because like, you know, I was trying to set up all these stuff. I set up like, because I would celebrate my birthday in Turkey. And then two days later I would be in, no, I would celebrate my birthday in Australia. And then two days later I would be going to Turkey. So it was perfect timing. And I was like, okay, I'll celebrate my, tur- uh, my birthday in Turkey as well. I set up a group chat with all my friends and Bodrum and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, we're ready. No one showed up. No one really confirmed anything. So it was just me and one, one of my friends. And then I met up with another friend, blah, blah, blah. So my whole Turkey trip was that. We would, I would plan something and then the other person besides like two people would say, oh, I can't make it or I can't do that or, you know, let's schedule another time. But they wouldn't do anything to schedule it. It would be me constantly scheduling it. It was like, you know, I'm going to be in Turkey for like a month out of the year and I have to go to three cities. So I'm spending like, a week and a half in one city. And so you have a, so, you know, like we have a week and a half with multiple people to catch up and talk and I'm scheduling everything and people are constantly delaying or saying like, Oh, I can't make that. I'm hanging out with this person. I'm like, why am I here for, you know, like I'm not going to be here for the rest of the year. Like I would get it if that was the case, but I'm leaving literally like fucking four days later. And so that just kind of really tired me out. Plus, I was physically tired because of the trip because it takes like 22 hours of flying to come around back to Australia. And so I was really tired and we're playing sports. We're playing soccer. I love sports. I love soccer. And I'm finally happy because we've been begging to play soccer on our uh, sports class. Finally get it. And 10 minutes in... I'm just taking things easy. It's just a practice game, 2v2. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's have fun. I go to hit the ball, and my foot got stuck on top of the ball, and I rolled over. Now, I played soccer for, what, five years. And so when I – and I'm just – like, I like sports, and I'm a physical person. And so falling was just part of the game. And so I was very, very relaxed falling because it it had happened like a thousand times and I'm falling and I'm like, oh, I have time to adjust my body because like if you fall in a bad angle, you will break something or you hurt something. But I was calm. I was like, I have like a, a bit more time to kind of adjust my body so I don't hurt anything. And as I was saying that, my hand touched the ground And my body immediately went, fuck. And then I fell. I got my arm up. And something inside me is saying, you broke your arm. Because I broke my arm before. So, And again, left left arm. So the first time I broke my left arm, I broke the ulna, which is on the outside. And that time, um, as I would soon find out I broke my radius, um, which helps me in PDHP because people get that, get them confused. And I'm like, yeah, I broke the ulna first and then radius second. But yeah, so I fall and I got my hand up because just in case something is broken, I didn't feel like anything was broken because 
for some reason, I'm very resilient to pain. Like the first time I broke my ulna, I spent a whole day with, with a broken ulna, just continuing on with my life. I didn't even think it was broken and I just moved on because, you know, you know, when people break their arms, they cry and they, you can see the, that they're physically hurt. That wasn't me. Like it was just, Oh, okay. Um, and so I didn't feel like it was broken the first time. And the second time part of me was like, yeah, you broke it again. You fucking idiot. But part of me was like, it's not hurting that much. I'm fine. But I was just holding my hand up just in case anything was broken and that I don't place extra pressure and I fuck it up worse. Uh, and I'm laughing. Like I'm on the ground. People are laughing. I'm in shock, by the way. I have my ears are ringing. I can barely breathe. Fun times. And then my ear stops ringing. And the first thing I heard was we had a teacher just there for sports. And <laughs> he, he had an accent. And the first thing I hear was, yo, come on. And I started laughing and everyone's laughing. I got up. I, you know, I got walked to the side and the head teacher came down and I'm like, just they're test, they're checking it out. And they're like, it's probably fractured at worst. And I'm like, I, I doubt it. You know, just give me like five minutes. It's probably like a muscle. It's probably like the muscle. It's kind of hurting a little bit. I, I'll be back on the field playing soccer in no time. They didn't want to risk that. And the head teacher is just laughing. She's like, I've, I've seen you, you know, fall from worse things or just do worse things. And you just walked up, walked away fine. Like, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> so my mom gets called to the school to pick me up. Uh, luckily, we live literally five minutes away from the school. And my mom is like, okay, we're going to get you to the doctor. I need to, you know, uh, get uh, grandma in to just look after through my brothers and all that stuff. And she's stressing. And I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. We can go tomorrow morning, right? It's fine. It doesn't hurt. It's probably not broken. It's probably nothing serious. It's just a muscle. She's, uh, she's stressing, but <laughs> as we're walking, um, she's, <laughs> she's, we're still kind of talking about it, but I'm so calm about it. I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. And so she stopped worrying about it. She was like, yeah, okay, you're probably fine. <laughs> And she was like, should we go to the doctor? And I was like, no, we can just go to... Because something about Australia, if you didn't know, if you go to the emergency room, you can wait there for like six hours before getting called in. Like, that's just how stupid it is. And so um, we were like, okay, let's just go to a medical practitioner because we won't wait as much there. So we went there. Uh, we sit. And I'm still talking to her. We're, we're joking. We're laughing. We walk in. And then the doctor is like, hi. And I'm like, hi. And then we talk, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the doctor is like, you're good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And he's testing around. I'm not, you know, giving too much reaction. My blood pressure did go down, like, super low for a bit. But we didn't think too much of it because I was really calm, <laughs> like I, I keep saying. And even the medical practitioner was like, I don't think it's broken. I, I heavily doubt it's broken or fractured because of your reactions. Um, it might be like you said, a muscle, just a muscle may have just gotten hurt because of the reaction, but just in case go to the doctors because your scaphoid bone may have gotten broken. And so like, I doubt that it, 
anything's broken, but it may have, and it's better to check because if your scaphoid bone is broken and if you don't get aid, uh, your blood flow to your hand will, will not be sufficient and you might have to get, you know, your left hand chopped off and I'm left hand and I'm like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I, I want to do that. So we went to the doctors, we waited for three and a half hours and my phone died. My mom's phone died as well. So we're just sitting there and it's freezing and I'm in my sports clothes, which is shorts and a shirt. And so I'm fucking freezing and we're just, we're just there. We're just waiting. Finally, after three and a half hours, they take me in <laughs> for two minutes of just touching around my hand, uh, taking an x-ray. We get, we got back, waited for an hour. In that hour, someone else walked in and they had broken their arm and she was crying. She was in pain. And I, I just thought to myself, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Nothing's broken, you know, like she it's hurting for her i'm fine i'm laughing i'm make i'm cracking jokes uh the doctor didn't even think it was a broken so i'm fine um two minutes after i think that the doctor calls us in and he just goes how are you feeling and i'm like all right and he goes so um your radius bone is broken <laughs> and i just started laughing my mom was shocked my mom just completely forgot that, you know, I could be in any form of, like, that level of um, seriousness. Like, I, she didn't think anything was broken. I calmed her down. And so she was surprised I was laughing because the same thing as fucking three years ago when I broke my ulna was repeating again. I was surprised. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's broken. Uh, I didn't think much of it. I went back home. Um, continued my life. I knew how to kind of handle something being broken. And so I just, I just moved on with it. And then the next day, the next morning I didn't go to school, of course. I just, um, like I didn't go to school, but I went to school to kind of um, turn in a bunch of forms so that I could get extensions on my assessments or uh, just cancel them completely and all that stuff and just kind of go to the head teacher and of sports and just kind of talk to her and just laugh with her. And so then I went back home, I sat down on my computer and I thought, Oh, by the way, when I went to school, a little drama happened. And so I was in a worse mental state uh, because I lost one of my friends, like not died, but you know, drama happened and came to a point where I was not going to be talking to one of my best friends for a little bit. And so I came back home and I'm in a bad mental state. And then I just remembered there are tournaments right around the corner. And so luckily for the team one for Beanie's tournament, we had a sub waiting for waiting to play if anything happened. So I did that for him. And so, yeah, he played instead of me. We lost that one. And we couldn't get extensions on the Brokens tournament anymore. It's it's at that point it's been like a month and a half since the last game, and we had to keep going. And so it seemed like I was gonna have to um, play with a broken wrist. 
And I'm like, okay, that's not something I've done before. Playing on a tournament, a semifinale with a broken wrist. Let's fucking go. And so I try to get used to playing with a keyboard. I didn't want to test. I didn't want to push my wrist too much because it felt really uncomfortable. So I would play like a game a day just so I wasn't super rusty in the day of the tournament. And I just kind of didn't play killer because how the tournament worked was someone would play killer against the other team. And the whole, like the way you got to the other stage was with your team's blood points. Uh, Three games, three rounds would be played. Your blood points would be calculated. So the killer's purpose was to get four Ks as fast as possible. And, you know, you know, just make sure that the other team doesn't get as many blood points. And so at that point, I, I had already played a killer game before I broke my wrist. I would say I kind of destroyed everyone. This kind of goes into the confidence bit, but that's just the way to put it. I kind of flew through a team. And so we were like, okay, I'll just play killer. But with a broken wrist, I didn't want to test it. And so I gave the killer role to Shadow Replica, who did pretty pretty well. And then it was survivor time. And I had a broken wrist. And people weren't expecting much of me, actually. I think everyone was like, you know, compared to his performance leading up to this, uh, yeah, he, he, he's a disabled person now. We don't need to worry about him. You know, um, I think everyone thought that. Even my team felt a little bit like I was going to be a little detrimental in the form of just in-game. Because even though I had a broken wrist, I was still leading. I was still having those discussions and arguments about what to do with the team, and I was leading them. And so they had no doubt about the fact that I was going to be leading the team. Um, But I had the sense that they were like, yeah, he's not going to perform that good and so we have to do our best we have we have to get through it and we have to carry daddy jesus the same way he's kind of tried his best to carry even though the team just kind of carried its own which was really good and even me you know with that mental state and my broken wrist i wasn't expecting much you know i i was in a position where i was like i'm not that worthy but hey I'm a, I am became an official game shooter while I was in Turkey. So that, that obviously says that I know the game, that I can do something. Even if I have a broken wrist, I, I can achieve something. I'm not going to be a detri- detriment to the team. I, I have to help them out in any way I can and perform, my, perform the best I can. I knew what I had to do. And I was going to do everything I can to make sure that I performed the best I could with a broken wrist. And so I walked in with that mentality and I completely forgot about my life. I meditated before the tournament. I cleared my mind out. I was like, okay, we good, right? It's okay. I sat on my computer. We chat with, I had a chat with the team. We laughed, we joked, got into the game. And we pushed. We did our best to win. 
And now I remember there were three teams left. So the first game, we we went for it. Or semi. I, I'm not sure about that, but it was either semifinal or three teams left. Doesn't change the moral of the story. We walked in, um, and we did well. And surprisingly enough, I kept my performance. I was not expecting that. I don't think anyone was expecting that. And I even not at one point because I 360 bunch of times with a broken wrist. And I was hyped. The adrenaline just pumped when I did that. I have a broken wrist, broken wrist, and I just 360. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Adrenaline's pumping. And we went well. We got it. We advanced. And I was really proud of myself. Like, even though shit was just going sideways, there were some positives in there. The positives were I was making new friends. I, you know, went through a tournament with a broken wrist and I was not detrimental to my team. I still performed as usual. The best I could. The broken wrist didn't get in my way. And I was a game shooter. I felt really proud of that. And so even though I was full of negatives, I chose to concentrate on the positives. Because there were positives. And I I made sure that I was going to focus on that. And I even played the finale with a broken wrist, but that's that's a completely different story because it wasn't as motivating as uh, the earlier stages of playing tournaments with a broken wrist was. But the moral of the story is, and I, I didn't mention it in the beginning, like I said, I, this was very differently structured to my last podcast uh, episode, but the moral of the story is no matter what is stacked against you, no matter how many detriments you have going against you, right? I love that word. I love the word detriment recently. Um, no matter what's go- going against you, no matter what you think is going to happen, no matter what anyone thinks is going to happen, as long as you look at the positives, you look at your passion, and you look at your will to get something done, you will get it done. You will. Like, after I broke my wrist, I, I, I needed sports. Usually, I, every Monday, I go to play volleyball. I couldn't. Like, you know, it, it was very reliant on my wrist and I couldn't play volleyball with one hand. I don't think I wanted to force myself to that. But soccer at school, fuck yeah. That was the least I could do for my body. And I slowly convinced the teachers to let me play and that I was all right. And I just played soccer with a broken wrist. I played a tournament with a broken wrist. I ended up coming second out of the whole tournament with a broken wrist 
and terrible internet connection. Yeah, now I'm just hyping up the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, I finished second in a tournament where everyone was competing for victory within my team. Because how the finale worked was, and we, we will expand on that, once you get to the finale, you played against your team. It was a 1v3. So everyone uh, took rotations on killers, and everyone played survivor. And the last round was against Death God, who was holding most, just moderating the whole tournament. And he had uh, a bit more hours than me, I think. But yeah. With a broken wrist and with terrible internet issues, I still finished second. Life doesn't always go perfect. A lot of things play against you. They do. Nothing is ever stable in life. Everything just constantly stacks up and works against you. That's just how life works, sadly. It's fucked, I know, but that's just how it seems to work. There's nothing you can do for that. Life is never stable. Life is never good. Life will never be the perfect thing that we expect of it. Life, I think, this is, this is one of the major things that I learned, is that being happy doesn't come from everything in your life being perfect. That's a dream. That's a fever dream that will never happen. Nothing will, nothing will always be perfect. Not everything will be perfect in your life. That's a better way to put it. There will always be negatives. Being happy comes from, even in that negative, focusing on the positive. Because there are positives, no matter how dire the situation is. Because I went through some interesting shit in my life, as everyone does. And I thought, yeah, life fucking sucks. There's no positives in here. But now that I think of the whole situation, there were. I was just not willing to look at them. I'd rather dwell in the negative because it got me attention. But what it didn't get was, firstly, allowing, allowing me to focus on my passion and do my best in anything. And secondly, just put me in a bad, bad mental state. So the moral of the story is no matter what's stacked against you, no matter what is in front of you that is blocking you, there's always a way around it. You can always find a way around it. And that's where passion and your will comes to play. But yeah, I think... I think that's it for this one. Um, I still feel weird making these. I'm, I'm like I'm doing YouTube, but it still feels weird staring at a computer screen with a timer in front of you and a microphone next to you, just talking into it, knowing that some people are going to listen to it. I don't know. I sometimes want to make things like as perfect as they can be, but I can't. Like, I would start a bunch of videos and edit them fully, but then just not upload them because I was like, yeah, this is not good enough. I, I, can't, I can't put this forward. But I'm forcing myself with this 
podcast to allow those imperfections to kind of flow in. Because those imp- those imperfections have to go somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They're everywhere. And so I really don't want to just stop this and then record for record the same thing with the same story for another half half an hour. I think this podcast is where I can kind of let my imperfections flaw flow flow around because it's my corner in the empty. <laughs> But yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this story, and um, some of you already knew, because some of my friends watched this, and some of you already knew, but maybe the moral of the story, you didn't know. Um, and maybe it inspired you, I don't know, I hopefully it did, hopefully you took something away from it, that's the whole point of this. Uh, but yeah, Let, I just opened another moral of the story. Let your imperfections flow somewhere. Don't don't hold them back. They exist and they make you you. Let them flow. It's all right. Find somewhere to uh, let your imperfections flow as well. And again, no matter what's stacked against you, you can always find a way around. Um, but yeah, see you guys on the next one. <laughs>